Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey, y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. <laughs> and I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all, make sure to catch... <laughs> All right, I got to make it convincing. <laughs>
Good evening, Uva Ilta, and a pleasant Monday evening to you, wherever you may be, and welcome to yet another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on Vancouver's fashionable community radio station, CITR, your voice of UBC here on 101.9 on your FM dial, broadcasting at 590 watts from unceded Musqueam territory from the student nest on campus. Our signal takes us throughout the lower mainland of British Columbia from Squamish in the north, Bellingham, Washington to the south, west across the Salish Sea. Where our frequency battles our friends over at UVIC CFUV and then east into the Fraser Valley. In all these places, but wherever else the internet takes you, we're on the web at www.citr.ca. You can catch us streaming live there, catch up on past shows via podcasts. My name is Gak, and I'll be tailoring the individual sounds that you will be hearing as haute couture for the next two hours. So step up to the needle and prepare to wear what you hear. Phone number for the station for those of you listening live up for the next two hours is 604-822-2487. Handily spells out 604-UBC-CITR on your keypad of your telephonic device. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point, allowing me ample time as I juggle everything live here. You can email anytime at radiofreegak at gmail.com. That's how you spell gak. Exploding Hit Movies is on Facebook and Tumblr under its given name. You can follow me on Twitter at 100air. Well, you can usually follow CITR Radio at CITR Radio. Double E-R. And you'll find some sort of retweet or other mention of me to rely on. And on Instagram, I am myopic man. In the background, this is Off World, a project by Sandro Perry out of Toronto. This song is The Mask, and you can find this off the second album of a proposed trilogy through the Montreal label Constellation. The album is conveniently entitled The Number Two. So the nominees for the upcoming 90th Motion Picture Academy of Arts and Sciences were announced last Tuesday. And as is our tradition, and has been for 10 years, I will be profiling the nominated songs and scores leading up to the 90th Oscars being handed out. So in the coming weeks, we shall hear music from Dunkirk again, since we did profile that when Christopher Nolan's film originally came out in the summer. We'll also listen to uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I'm not going to pronounce it Missouri. That's what I learned when I lived in Colorado. Along with my fantastic drawl. We'll also have music from Star Wars The Last Jedi and The Shape of Water. The last being the leading candidate of Oscar since it is nominated in 13 categories. But first up, and with his first nomination ever, it's Johnny Greenwood and his score for Paul Thomas Anderson's latest film, and supposedly Daniel Day-Lewis's final film, Phantom Thread, which is nominated in six Academy Award categories in total. Importantly for us, best original score. Johnny Greenwood is best known as being the guitarist and other instrumentalist for the band Radiohead, from whom we heard the start of the show with a song off their most recent album, 2016's A Moon-Shaped Pool. 
we heard their second single, Daydreaming, which was a Tom York demo, which we heard a little bit of the snippet at the beginning as a tape starting up and then slowing down for Greenwood's instrumentation that kicked in. Originally, I was going to go with Tinker Tailor, Soldier Sailor, Rich Man, Poor Man, Beggar Man, Thief, since uh, Phantom Thread ties into the second word there, part of your skip rope chant about who you're going to marry. Is it going to be soon, this year, next year, never? Nope. Of course, there's some connections to the spy world there. Uh, the strings on Daydreaming, along with the choral vocals, were arranged by Greenwood, performed by the London Contemporary Orchestra, as conducted by Hugh Brunt, with whom Greenwood has worked extensively as a composer. It's the same team that helped out with Greenwood's score to 2012's The Master, also directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, which was their third collaboration together. So, Phantom Thread marks their fourth, although I'll talk about a fifth one that they'd worked on, or I guess the actual fourth one. It gets complicated. Once we get to the profile, I'll expand upon it because it wasn't actually a fictional film or a documentary about Greenwood. We'll count for later. Otherwise, the video for Daydreaming featured Tom York going through many doors, entering many random situations, and that video is directed by guess who? Paul Thomas Anderson. So expect more luscious strings later on in the show. And we'll also start going through the best song candidates. And for those folks who've been hoping that in 10 years I would play a certain artist, well, you're in luck. Because we're going to hear two songs. So you're twice lucky as we have some Swift and Stevens in the show since he got a little surprise of an Oscar nod. And uh, I'll explain a little bit how the Oscar song and score process works because there are usually about 100 nominees in each category from the long list. And sometimes you look at that in despair. But I was surprised that uh, Stevens made it through. So we'll tie in his music from uh, Call Me By Your Name. And uh, we'll also tie into a little bit of the uh, preview of the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea. Not north, because that's where Pyongyang is. Because figure skating calls into some recent music of sorts. So again, we're going to have a wacky little episode, because uh, that's how we roll here at Exploding Headquarters. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, the Shindig finals are this Friday. So we're going to listen to the three finalists in CITR's annual Battle of the Bands, playing for fabulous prizes. And prizes are actually fabulous. Otherwise, this episode will kick off with another recent death in the music world. And I actually had hoped to play something from this crotchety soul a couple weeks ago when we were looking at the Manchester music scene associated with factory records and 24-hour party people. 24-hour party people. Plastic face. Man, here. The band The Fall. The Fall, The Fall. Never released anything through that label aside from one video. But since they were founded in Greater Manchester's Prestwich in 1976, the post-punk act has carved out a weird niche and a cult following via abrasive guitar sounds, kraut rock rhythms, random lineup changes, and of course the super caustic vocals and the grimy literary references of Mark E. Smith, since he was the singer-slash-speaker-slash-slur the sole constant of the fall during that time as it's gone through scores of band members, including wives and girlfriends over 42 years. The Falls put out 32 studio albums, countless live albums, EPs, unwanted compilations, 
But of course, Smith developed a reputation for bizarre live performances and almost picking fights with anyone. Not only with the audience, but with band members, which often ended up with someone being fired or someone walking off in disgust after a dust-up or two. If you're very curious, the list of former members of the fall is staggering. One intrepid uh, reporter actually went and hunted all of them down, since there are almost 60 of them. But there was a core roster in the 80s, which we're going to hear from here. And oddly enough, they were pretty stable over the past decade or so. Marky Smith died last week, January 24th at the age of 60, and without the fall, we'd have less bands like Pavement, Sonic Youth, The Pixies, and the LCD Sound System. In any case, it was tough just to pick one song from the fall, but I went with my first instinct here. We're going to go back to 1985 and this nation's saving grace. This will be the fall with spoilt Victorian child. You're now listening to Exploding Head Movies here, live from the realms of Studio A. is the spoiled little station that you know and love. SCITR, 101.9 FM, Vancouver.
You're just playing a game. It's more than that. It's about adventure and saving the world and having magic. UBC Theater and Film presents a high-octane dramatic comedy laden with homicidal fairies, evil succubi, and 90s pop culture. Acclaimed playwright Keek Wynn offers a life-changing journey for the geek within us all. Join Agnes the Ass-Headed on her quest to find and free the lost soul of her deceased sister in She, she Kills Monsters. From January 18th to February 3rd at 7.30 p.m. in the Telus Studio Theatre at the Chan Center for the Performing Arts. It's a Dungeons and Dragons tale exploring sexual identity, grief, and some hella fierce woman warriors about to open up a can of whoop-ass on ya. I was in some unknown town. And we went down the recline of the unnamed streets. Some town unknown at a traffic circle. A man in a yellow helmet, a mountain bike, pulled up to me. I said, you don't look like no goddamn singer-songwriter to me. We went down the recline of the unnamed street. And I said to the yellow helmet acoustic guitarist following me.
From a 2004 single called Wipe That Sound, it was Mouse and Mars with Cut the Gain, featuring the Falls' Mark E. Smith on vocals. Mouse and Mars is the duo of Andy Thoma and Jan St. Werner out of Germany. They've been active since 1993 with a quirky blend of analog disco, IDM, not EDM, intelligent dance music, and of course some, some krautrock modulation. And then based on this collaboration that they had together, Mouse and Mars and Smith worked together in 2007 under the alias Von Sudenfed, and they put out their sole album, Traumatic Reflections. Smith has also worked with acts as diverse as The Inspiral Carpets on a weird baggy 1994 single, Edwin Collins of Orange Juice fame, Elastica on a pseudo cover of his How I Wrote Elastic Man, Gorillas, and Cold Cut. And after years of alcoholism, drug abuse, smoking, and then repeated falling, a combination of those which resulted in his final appearances in a wheelchair and cast, Mark E. Smith died January 24th at the age of 60. 
I think in upcoming episodes I'll scatter more fall songs. Since uh, they do usually appear now and then on playlists, but looks like I do have a backlog of Tom Petty, Merle Haggard, and Glenn Campbell to wade myself through. So perhaps expect a country episode after the Oscars are over. Because I'm looking at the other backlogs of episodes I haven't done in a while. Overdue for a psych show. Folk. Got some black exploitation again. I've been talking with friends about getting some yacht rock here. We'll sort it out. Ambition is not lacking here at Exploding Head Movies and CITO. Behind me, this is Leyland Kirby, and from last year's We So Tired of All the Darkness in Our Lives, this is Momentum is Not on Our Side. Kirby also records as the caretaker, playing with the ideas memory, nostalgia, and melancholy, digging up old 78 records and jazz music, sounding like they're about to decay right on the spot. So this week marks an exciting time in CITR as the Shindig Finals happen this weekend. So after 12 weeks, of course, skipping Christmas, where we started off with 27 bands, we are now down to the final three. As the 34th edition of CITR's Battle of the Bands competition takes place at what was once Pat's Pub, but now we know is the Hastings Mill Brewing Company at 403 East Hastings. That's been the scene as host Andy Resto has been guiding you through all the bands. Various CITR and Discorder Magazine DJs have been guiding you in between sets. Of course, all the judges and the regulars, along with the uh, staff, too. The Shindig winner will hightail it through 2018. Recording at Rain City Recorders, getting rehearsal space at Pandora's Box Rehearsal Studio. They'll be featured in Discorder Magazine and a wide array of other prizes, but the other finalists will also get their fair share of wonders, too. So this Friday, February 2nd, otherwise Groundhog's Day at Hastings Mill Brewing Company. Doors open at 8.30, show starts at 9.30, cover charge is $6, and dress to impress, as is one of the informal traditions of your shindig finals. So the next three acts are your shindig finalists, and we'll start off with the one act I did catch early on, Board Decor, kind of funk-centric indie keyboardist with killer moves. And they put out a self-titled album last year, but also a split single with OKGB. And if you check your band camp, too, they also have an Eartha Kit cover appropriate for Christmas. So from the OKGB split single through Rock Salt, here is Shindig finalist number one, Board Decor, with the sound. Stay. 
Go, you go, you go home. 
There we go, your shindig finalists. We started off with Bored Decor with the sound. Then we heard Mama Rude Gal, MTHC, from her 2016 EP, MRG. We heard Putting On, featuring production by Anno Domini. Mama Rude Gal is a young mother and the crump dancer of Empirical Freedom Dance Crew from Calgary. Though now she calls Burnaby home now. And her lifetime's devoted to dance, emceeing, graffiti, and more. As cited on her band camp, Mama Rudgia lives to experience hip-hop day in, day out. Then we closed with a blast of the gothy 90s alt-rock past Sorry Edith. From last year's EP, Goodbye Frida, we heard boredom is beauty. Full EP features a wide mix of grunge and synth pop, and the post-punk revival triad began in a dusty old artist studio above a heavy metal jam space in East Van. And they have uh, other shows after their shindig final appearance. I see uh, later on in February they're playing the Hindenburg, still kicking, the Princeton Pub and Grill. Then March, they're playing at Portside Pub. Again, CITR and Discorder Magazine present the Shindig 34 Finals. It's 34 years that Shindig has been running for. With the three acts we just heard there. This Friday, February 2nd at the Hastings Mill Brewing Company. In the Hotel Patricia. Doors at 8.30, show at 9.30. Tickets are $6. Get those at the door. Show up. And see what bands catch your fancy. Pull out their live performance jams. And then win. But in many ways, they're all winners. Much like the semifinalists were. And anyone else who has participated or supported Shindig this year. In the background, this is Do Make Say Think. And off of uh, 2017's Stubborn Persistent Illusions. This is Shlomo's son. My name is Gak, you're listening to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver. And one of the other things that's been happening in Vancouver is the PUSH Festival, the International Performing Arts Festival. Definitely should have mentioned something earlier when it was starting since it ends this week, especially because it's appropriate for a Johnny Greenwood show based on some other performances that happened earlier. But this Thursday, February 1st, marks uh, a wonderful sort of a live soundtrack as Antonio Sanchez will be in town to provide the score for the 2014 film Birdman which he worked on Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu's film which uh, simulates a single cinematic shot as uh, Michael Keaton's character 
Juggles a theatrical production with his uh, wacky family life. And Sanchez provided the soundtrack via his jazz drums. He created over improvisation over some of the edits for it. But uh, it was ineligible for the Oscars that year. But Bergman did win four other Oscars, including Best Picture. So you can catch Antonio Sanchez live during the Push Festival this Thursday, February 1st at the Vogue Theatre on Ramble Street. And he will be playing his drums as the film screens on the silver screen. Show starts at 8 p.m. Sharp is a two-hour show. There will be no intermission. So just picture it as you would a regular film. Tickets start at $48. You can get them through Ticketfly or you can call 604-449-6000. Or if you have your push pass already, just uh, book it on the pass, but you'll need to add $12 to the ticket. Please bear in mind that children under 14 years old require adult accompaniment based on what happens on screen. I did profile the score three years ago when Birdman did win its Academy Awards. But this is one cue I didn't share at the time. And this will give you an idea of what to expect when you catch Birdman. So this will be Antonio Sanchez with Almost Human. Ladies and gentlemen, we have entered a soundstage at CITR Studio for a visit with the folks who are directing the exciting young star Dama, Dora, and guest in the real world. <laughs> the real world is the UBC Film Society's radio show. We talk about events, actors, directors, and genres. We come up with most of the genres. And that's what makes it so jazzy. It's a lot of fun and games, except not that many games. If you think you can handle all of this, tune in Fridays from 11 to 12 on CITR 101.9 FM. Shout out to Ed Norton!
Sounds like that should come out of a Parisian alleyway in some form or another, but actually hailing from Nashville. That was the Champagne Super Chillin' with Fragment. Although based on the French at play, I would say maybe Fragment. You can find that off of last year's album Destino to the Soft Junk label. Almost sounds like it sort of dip in a little bit more rockabilly. I always do love those drums that sound like they just sort of popped out of a garbage can and then a greasy bass line. Behind me, this is Bibio, and this is a title track to a gloriously ambient album that came out last year through the Warp label. We're listening to Phantom Brickworks. And Bibio has touched upon many genres over his entire career. More familiar with the folktronic elements. Gets a little kind of funky at times, but it's important to sort of show diversity in sound and in all things in life. Of course, Phantom Brickworks ties in nicely towards our eventual profile on the score from Phantom Thread as part of our annual Oscar profile here. Let's talk about some of the soundtracks that are available this week. And as new releases go, Matthew Herbert and his music from A Fantastic Woman is out through Milan Records. And Herbert's been a big part of the German music scene for quite some time, although I think he has some Swiss heritage. I need to play more of him. person that we haven't heard from in a while, mostly because uh, he was kicked off one soundtrack, and he kind of muted himself on another. It's the Icelandic composer Johan Johansson. His score from The Mercy is out through Deutsche Grammophon. Elliot Lung provides the music from Operation Red Sea, and that's out through Plaza Meyer. And if you've been catching up on the latest Star Trek series available through CBS's own streaming platform, Jeff Russo's music from Star Trek Discovery is out through Lakeshore Records. Three releases go. There's a vinyl edition of the score from the British Council 
Alien Invasion series, Attack the Block. Stephen Price, along with various artists, provide the music to that, and that's available through I Am Shark. We do have some Daniel Day-Lewis coming up later, but another film of his from the 90s has a limited edition of a thousand vinyl available. The Last of the Mohicans, scored by Randy Edelman and Trevor Jones. That'll be out through Real Gone Records. Two Ronnies provide the music from Mahoney's Last Stand, and that's Ronnie Lane and Ronnie Wood. And their music is also out through the Real Gone label. And for you torture porn fans, otherwise pseudo-horror, Volumes 1 and 2 of Charlie Clauser's music from the Saw movie th- series. There's an anthology out through Lakeshore Records. Let's head to a mixture of uh, what was once Montreal and Toronto. Although in the past few years we haven't heard much from this queer DJ. Name's McKelly, and for a time he was putting out tons of music, mostly through SoundCloud. But looks like a lot of link rot has happened, so there's not much information available yet, aside from some archives I looked through the uh, now retired Silent Shout MP3 blog. But some upbeat stuff coming here. From 2013, this is McKelly with Once I Had. Thank you. 
The Canadian Foundation for Cross-Cultural Dialogue proudly introduces its new project, Baldwin and La Fontaine, towards responsible government. With your family, friends and classmates, learn more about the role played by those important figures in shaping Canadian government as we know it today. Visit baldwinlafontaine.ca to discover clips, documentaries, and a teaching guide. Enter the National Web Contest for a chance to win a trip for two to Toronto or a post-secondary scholarship. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Hello, everybody. You are listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR. Catch Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7.
My name is Gak. You're listening to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. And we have an unsigned Montreal beat maker there, an outsider folk singer, along with one of Canada's most acclaimed bedroom producers. That was their first release back in 2015. It's a mystery what has happened since. That was all of Are with When I Look Around. And the mystery continues because other information and soundcloud only has that song in the background here this is hoo-ha and off the 2015 compilation faltermeyer named after the 80s synth film composer for films like beverly hills cop fletch the running man what you associate kind of with uh, jaunty action comedies the song is Crappy Blue, Chevy Nova. And you can find the Fall Tomorrow compilation through the Retro Promenade label out of Austin, Texas. We will slowly get our way to Phantom Thread. And at some point, we're going to talk about the world of figure skating, musically, of course. And we will actually touch upon one of the nominated songs for the upcoming Oscar ceremonies. But we'll head to Montreal again with an act called Awful, with two W's in the middle there, so it's a quadruple U, as it were. Awful's the co-creator of the Glitter Bomb Night in Montreal, part of a queer, gender, non-binary lens. Some epic pop music here, as we're about to hear, and this is the debut single that came out in 2017. Here's Awful, with BB. Oh, 
Know what's up at UBC? Read the UBC. It's only the largest student newspaper in Western Canada, and it's written and edited entirely by UBC students. The UBC is your source for on-campus news, culture, and sports. New editions come out every Monday and Thursday. For breaking news as well as amazing videos and blogs, check out ubc.ca.
From Seattle, that was Zizi Raimondi, the A-side to a single called Folly Dolly. Bandcamp is all over the place, featuring a wide array of different music, usually sort of the lo-fi variety, but there's also uh, classical music covers on Casio, jazz standards sung beautifully along with some synth-kish it almost sounds like a Velvet Underground song there. Wide diversity of material there. Definitely want to listen to more of ZZ Ramondi. And behind me, this is Bing and Ruth off their most recent album, No Home of the Mind. I speak over Scraped. So next Friday, February 9th, marks the start of the 2018 Winter Olympics, this time in South Korea, in Pyeongchang wide array of events going on and conflicting information about North Korea's participation because it seemed recently there's going to be a collaborative effort for some teams to be a joint Korean team along with some exhibition sports but it looks like today a whole bunch of stuff changed I'm not sure if North Korea will show up anymore kind of the perils that you run into the Olympics is politics interferes with sports as we're familiar with eight years ago when the Olympics were here in Vancouver a lot of things can happen. Some good, some bad. And of course, it doesn't seem like anyone wants to host them anymore since the price tag has gone up and the benefits to the city aren't always there. Vancouver managed to pull out okay, but you think about the original plans for Olympic Village, tied to low-income housing, until the developers went bankrupt and the city sold it at a higher price. The area's coming alive, at least... And the industrial lands have been cleaned up. One of the many events that happens in the Winter Olympics that are very popular is figure skating. Of course, there's questions about the importance of costumes and the interpretation of judging, but they're popular. A lot of people aspire to participate in them. And back in 1994, when the Olympics were in Lillehammer, Norway, two American skaters had a rivalry. And uh, if you've caught the recent film, I, Tanya, it at least parlays the one side. And it was, it was a rivalry sort of done up by a newscaster, since I think both girls 
remember how young they were at that time since they were teenagers. Similar backgrounds, but one was presented as an upper-class beauty, and the other one was a scrappy, trashy one. And they've been part of the pop cultural sphere ever since. We're gonna go with the poor woman that uh, was injured in the attack that happened. And this uh, kind of outsider act from Phoenix, Arizona, parlays part of the pop cultural phenomenon that happened at the time, mostly in the wake of sympathy and then kind of an ice queen attitude. Unwarranted, but sometimes stories develop and the truth gets masked. So this will be Paige the Village Idiot off the 2000 album Tales Told by an Idiot. And idiocy is a factor here. This song is a tribute to Nancy Kerrigan. We'll follow up with a recent song about Tanya Harding. security and if I had my way that's just what I do so I'm screaming again just like Nancy Kerrigan I go
your next step in education or to travel? Learn about undergraduate and postgraduate programs, professional degrees and doctorates, as well as work abroad, language, travel, and internships at the Study and Go Abroad Fair on February 25th at the Vancouver Convention Center. Admission is free, so check out www.studyandgoabroad.com for more information. Rose from 
This world is a bitch, girl. Don't end up in a ditch, girl. I'll be watching you close to the end. So fight on as you are, my American princess. May God bless you with incense. You're my shining American star. You're my shining. Shining American star. From a single that came out late last year, that was Sufjan Stevens with the E-flat major version of Tanya Harding. There's also one in D major. A little lower in key, but a little peppier in many ways. It's a single that came out through the Asthmatic Kitty label. All in tribute to the two American figure skaters from the 1994 Winter Olympics in Lillehammer, Norway. Nancy Kerrigan was assaulted by a crowbar from Tonya Harding's ex. Part of the subject of the recent film, I, Tonya. If you're curious who actually won gold that year, it was Oksana Bayul of the Ukraine. Kerrigan got the silver, since she was still recovering from the injury there. Unspoken, who's who came in fourth, was her Surya Bonnelly of France. Pulled off a crazy flip jump and landed on a single skate and kept going. She was super athletic. Winner of the bronze was China's Chen Lu. This was also the Olympics that featured Katarina Witz of Germany. Tonya Harding came eighth from Canada. Josie Schwinnard came ninth. So Jen Stevens provided music to the Italian film Call Me By Your Name, which is where this song appears in the background. From Hungary, Valeria Zhenvanski along with her husband, Ronald Cavalier. And from Mamère Loi, we're listening to Le Jardin Féric. Call Me By Your Names, directed by Luca Guadagnino, written by James Ivory of Merchant Ivory fame. And it's based on the 2007 novel, the same name by André Achima, starring Timothy Chalamet, a teenage boy in 1983 in the Italian countryside, with his professor father, spending most of his time transcribing music on a piano like we're hearing here. But then his father's graduate student assistant, played by Army Hammer, comes by, all full of rowdiness and pop music, and they fall in love. A gay love affair. And uh, Stevens was asked originally by director Guadagnino to provide narration, but he opted to provide three songs, two of which are new. I don't believe I ran out of time there. Crazy. And uh, one of the songs, which we're about to hear, is one of the nominees for Best Original Song. 
in the upcoming 90th Motion Picture Academy of Arts and Science, otherwise known as the Oscars. And in the coming weeks, we'll hear music from the films Marshall, Mudbound, Coco, and The Greatest Showman. But from Call Me By Your Name, here's Sufjan Stevens with his song, nominated for Best Original Song from Call Me By Your Name. This is Mystery of Love. Now I'm out to 
Marie Bernard, host of Synchronicity, talk radio for your mind, body, and soul. Join me Mondays at noon as we explore the universal energy that connects us all. Let's discuss our journey of self-discovery, joy, presence, and living with authenticity. We can create positive change in the world, and it starts within each one of us. Synchronicity, talk radio for your mind, body, and soul. Mondays at noon on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. This is Sir Reginald Wainsmere, composer of the film Too Many Tuesdays. You can hear my music and much more on Exploding Head Movies, Mondays at 7th on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. That was the Copenhagen Philharmonic Orchestra. It's conducted by Andre de Ritter. Taken from a suite of Johnny Greenwood's first Hollywood score. 
for Paul Thomas Anderson's 2007 film, There Will Be Blood. What we heard was the second movement associated with the intense cue of future markets. And that version was found on the 2014 Deutsche Grammophon album, which also includes Bryce Destner's St. Caroline by the Sea. Destner being a member of the band The National, when not being a composer on his own. There's also Johnny Greenwood behind me here, tied to another Paul Thomas and Anderson film, although this a documentary about the composition of this music. From the 2015 documentary, Janoun. This features the Israeli composer Shai Ben-Zur, Greenwood along with the Rajasthan Express. And we're listening to Janoun Brass. Shai Ben-Zur lives in both India and Israel and composes Kowalis, massive uh, wailing drones, along with instrumental devotional music in Hebrew, Urdu, and Hindi. And Greenwood has been a big fan of Indian music, specifically the Tampura, but he is a multi-instrumentalist, as we know, with his time with Radiohead. Now, There Will Be Blood will be the, was the first time that Johnny Greenwood worked with director Paul Thomas Anderson. Great music from that film, but alas, ineligible for Oscar that year, based on how much other pre-existing music was used. And for those of you who are curious, There Will Be Blood was my first ever profile as part of what was previously Radio Free GAC, which you now know as Exploding Head Movies. Greenwood has worked with Paul Thomas Anderson pretty much exclusively since then, since he worked on films like The Master. But this time around, he worked on Phantom Thread, and the first time he's been nominated for any award. And The Phantom Thread tells the story of 1950s London couture, as Daniel Day-Lewis plays Reynolds Woodcock, a renowned tailor and dressmaker, part of the vibrant fashion scene in London at the time, living with his sister, played by Leslie Manville, as he finds muses that inspire him to create new clothing, but then tosses them out. So of course Day-Lewis was also in There Will Be Blood, and this sort of marks the return of Day-Lewis, Anderson, and Greenwood together as actor, director, and composer combined together. Greenwood started researching for music appropriate for the era, 1950s, but uh, since the main popular music at the time was Brit Exotica, imagine uh, English versions of Lex Baxter's Exotica music, uh, it was too tongue-in-cheek, so he opted for almost uh, super luscious stringed music evoking Glenn Gould, Johann Sebastian Bach, and Ben Webster, so there's also a bit of a jazz vibe here, but he avoids the cliches you associate with a 60-piece orchestra. And it features, uh, as I mentioned before, as I lose my notes here, the London something orchestra. Where is this? London Contemporary Orchestra. It's conducted by Hugh Brunt. So, Green was also nominated for a Golden Globe for Phantom Thread, as he's all nominated for an Oscar this time. So, prepare yourself. Here's Johnny Greenwood starting off from his Oscar-nominated score to Phantom Thread. This will be The Hem. Thank you. 
So from his Oscar-nominated score to Phantom Thread, we heard Johnny Greenwood first off with the hymn. Then we heard a little bit of Never Cursed before we got into the double punch of Phantom Thread 3. And what we closed there, almost sounding like a perfect day, a way to wake up in the morning, House of Woodcock. Now along with Best Score, Phantom Thread is also nominated in these five other categories. It is up for Best Picture with producers Joanne Seller, Paul Thomas Anderson, Megan Ellison, and Daniel Lupi. Paul Thomas Anderson is also up for Best Director. Daniel Day-Lewis is up for Reynolds Woodcock. And uh, during filming, as part of Daniel Day-Lewis's intense prep work to get into character, which is why we don't see him in films that often, he actually learned how to sew, to tailor, and uh, there's talk, similar to his work as becoming a cobbler for a while making shoes, he's going to make dresses going forward. Because, leading up to filming, director Anderson and Day-Lewis were laughing and ecstatic about what they were working on with regards to the film. But once filming started, both were starting to feel sad. And this is in part while Daniel Day-Lewis has gone on record and stated that Phantom Thread will be the final film he acts in. Of course, this is a threat that he's offered in the past based on other films he's been in, but he's 60 now. This may be real. He has a happy home life. So we'll see. Also up for Oscars for Best Supporting Actress, Leslie Manville as Cyril Woodcock, De Lewis's character's sister. And as to be expected for a film based on this subject, Mark Bridges is up for Best Costume Design. For Greenwood himself, he recorded parts, or at least he wrote parts, of his score to Phantom Thread in uh, green rooms and other downtime during recent Radiohead tour. The plan for 2018 this year for Greenwood is to keep touring with Radiohead. Perhaps new music of some sort, not tied to albums. We'll see. But there's a chance that he's going to record another classical piece, since he does still some ties to the BBC Radio Classical Division. But as other business goes regarding the score work, he did do the music for You Were Never Really Here. And it ties into the same director for the only score that of his that has not been released, which is 2011's We Need to Talk About Kevin. That's it for Exploding Head Movies this week. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it is the Jazz Show with Gavin Walker. He will guide you to midnight and beyond. So stay tuned to CITR for the rest of your Monday evening broadcast. In the background, this is Eric Normand, Xavier Charles, Franz Hautzinger, Philippe Lausier, and Michel F. Coté. And this appeared on the Music Works 126 compilation that came out through the Music Works magazine in 2016. This piece is Torch, recorded live at the Côte-Cour in Jonquière, Quebec, in May 2016. 
and the source for a later 2017 album that takes the name Tosh. Next week will be the second part of our Oscar profile. And this was the score that beat Johnny Greenwood at the Golden Globes a couple weeks ago. And this film is up for 13 Oscars altogether. This will be Alexander Desplat and his score to Guillermo del Toro's film The Shape of Water. We'll also feature the nominated song from The Greatest Showman. And in the coming weeks, we'll listen to music from The Last Jedi. And I'll try to pair that with another Star Wars profile. We'll circle back almost 20 years to something not quite the Phantom Thread, but the Phantom Menace, the first prequel. Other than that, we'll have Carter Burwell's music from Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and a second look at Hans Zimmer's music from Dunkirk. So that'll be how February looks for Exploding Head Movies. And we'll also have music from Mudbound, Marshall, and Coco, all leading up to the 90th Oscar Award ceremony Sunday, March 4th. And on March 5th, we'll talk about the winners. We'll close with some jazz tied to recent death. And Hugh Ramapolo Masakela was a South African trumpeter, flugelhornist, cornetist, composer, and singer, described as the father of South African jazz. He wrote well-known anti-apartheid songs like Soweto Blues and Bring Him Back Home, and he also had a 1968 pop cover of Grazing in the Grass. Masakela died in Johannesburg early morning of January 23rd due to prostate cancer, at the age of 78. We'll go back to 1971. This is Masakala with the Union of South Africa off their self-titled album to the Tamla Motown label. This will be Diambo. Take care of yourselves, Vancouver. You've been listening to Exploding Head Movies. CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver. We'll see you in February.
You are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. 